tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And what can we learn from the life stories and experiences of wicked smart leaders? Well, moreover, what can we learn from the wicked smart guy who interviews those wicked smart people? And that's our guest today, Matt Shields. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Well, I stole the wording from Matt's opening of his podcast, Pass the Secret Sauce. Nearly two years ago, I had the pleasure of being interviewed by Matt. And now we're, we're turning the tables. Matt, you have really, over the last couple of years, built this podcast into something really fun. What are some of the highlights of the lessons learned from these leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs? That's, you know, that's a great thing to think about. This is on the horizon. We want to create a synopsis that sort of encapsulates all of the different teachings, different learnings, the secret sauce from a lot of the different guests. But I mean, God, there's been so many people on there. I think we're probably on about 160 now guests that we've interviewed. And I mean, these are people everywhere from you know, just getting started to like the founders of Barefoot Wine. I mean, some some big, big people. But to answer your question, some of the, the secrets, you know, really get into frameworks. I think a common thing that we've seen from the successful people or the people that have, you know, built big things is the way that they sort of break down their process and create frameworks to be able to make these things more simple. It's not, you know, not looking at a huge problem. They're going to break that up into, you know, smaller chunks. And, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different focuses that, that people have had, um, you know, obviously on their own business, but then personal development and how they look at, you know, their own lives and what, the, what they're doing in their own lives and how they want to improve. But I think that it all revolves around creating frameworks and, you know, creating that repeatable way that you can plug your business into this exterior tool that, you know, you can use to track and, you know, measure things and, you know, make sure that you're moving in the right, the right direction. Yeah. So. And one thing I've been impressed with in listening to various episodes is that even though we use this term secret sauce all the time, it's like, what's your secret sauce? As if I won't tell you what this recipe is. Your, your guests are very forthcoming to mm -hmm. tell you what those frameworks, those steps and methodologies are. You know, here's my technique. Here's what worked for me. Yeah, no, and, that, and that's the whole premise behind the program. You know, we wanted to tell the stories of entrepreneurs because I think a lot of want to be entrepreneurs or people that are thinking about business think that they need some kind of, uh, you know, some type of a connection or some type of a leg up or, you know, maybe they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth, you know, so they, they shy away from it. Like they think, oh, I can't do that. That's, you know, that's not for me. And or we've interviewed all kinds of people and, you know, no one's been born. No one had a leg up, you know, they all just got in there and they made it happen. So and that's really what we're trying to do is make sure that the people that are thinking about starting a business, not only get good tips and good advice, but also, you know, get the, the courage to be able to move forward with whatever it is that they're looking to, to get involved in. Yeah, it's so interesting. So many, you know, creative types like us, Matt, think, boy, if I only had this, this investor or, you know, some other light bulb creative idea, then yep. I would be successful. But exactly. rather you know, no, you need the framework. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not only that, but you need the action too. You know, you need to, you need to get out there and failure is not what it's cracked up to be. Right. A lot of people shy away from it. I can't fail. I don't want to fail. 
we've been taught, you know, growing up that failure is bad, but failure is learning. You know, if you, if you don't try, if you're not failing, you're not trying, right? I mean, that's, that's a, a quote that has been said many, many, many times before. So, but I fully agree with that. I think, you know, you got to, got to get out there and, you know, give it a shot and see what sticks. So. Yeah. Well, and you've set an example for that. So not only are you talking to these entrepreneurs and executives, but you're applying this to your own companies. You founded a company, Virtus Technology. You're doing a lot of these sustainable business solutions, but also more recently, Significant, a community building activity. I'd love to think about what processes and frameworks you've been building. So with Virtus, that basically is what we do in that company. So we'll we'll go into uh, other companies and we'll digitize their current process. And then we create the software that you know, is going to, to run that specific company. So, um, you know, when you talk about frameworks, getting in and, and, you know, basically distilling a company down into, you know, this is this thing and, you know, you need all of this information in order to be able to pass it to this person and this person does something else with it. And so we kind of break the, the company down in pretty good detail to, to be able to you know, create that type of a system. And one of the, the things that people always ask is, where do we start, right? You know, we've got this big company, we've been around for 30, 40 years, whatever it is, where do we start? How do we create this, this digital transformation in our company? One of the frameworks that we've developed is, and I don't know if we actually developed this or this was something that, that you know, we learned along the way, but you, you basically create sentences. So everyone in the company, you give this framework, this fill in the blank sentence, and everyone goes through. And normally the things that are you know, written down first or, or documented first, those are probably the things that are top of mind and the things that always are coming up. They're always dealing with that's you know, so annoying, right? Or that's always a problem. Um, and as you get down further in that list, then you know it gets it gets a little bit more you know diluted and maybe not quite as important. But the sentence is as the X, I should be able to Y so that I can Z, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, as the CEO, I should be able to look at reports so that I can understand what the how the business is running, right? And obviously that's a very, very no, obvious but it's very real world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you have, if you go through your company, and again, some people want to go through the whole company, some people just want to do, you know, the executive suites, some people start in shipping, you know, whoever is going to be involved in this or whatever that module is that, that you're building. If you give everyone that sentence and you have them document that, that's sort of step one, right? I mean, that's, that's the first step in, in creating your digital transformation strategy, that's, that's one of the frameworks that we've learned in the technology side of things. And we're applying that to, um, like you said, to the, to the uh, real estate investing side of things too. So, yeah. And um, how's that working in terms of, it sounds like it's both the real estate, the, the sort of hard, you know, house, <laughs> multifamily apartment, but also the service and yep. the community care of those uh, properties. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we take a, a very unique approach in property management. So we, we have our arm that we invest with, and then we also have our own property management company. So we are owner operators of our uh, buildings. So we take a, almost like a, a concierge type service toward running our communities. We really try to increase the service. Um, there's a long, long story behind all of this, but Really, this, this boils down to treating people with dignity and respect, which you think, you know, that's, that's pretty obvious, right? But a lot of 
property managers, property management companies, you know, don't really approach it that way. They think, you know, you're just a number, you know, if you can't pay the rent, we'll find somebody else, you know, get out and, and we'll, we'll pay some, or we'll have somebody else um, rent that, that home. Um, so we, we take it a, a little bit different where we, we try to break down the, the, the landlord tenant dynamic and we use different names when referring to all of these different stakeholders, we'll say. So in our, in our communities, we don't have tenants, we have members, you know, we're obviously building communities. We don't have leasing agents. We have membership coordinators. Basically, people are applying to be members of our community. So, there, I mean, this can go on and on. There's all kinds of different services and, and ways that we promote ourselves and promote that service differently. And what ends up happening is people feel it's a different connection. People feel like that. Again, we're breaking down that that typical landlord um, tenant dynamic and you know, people feel like we're, we're there for them. You know, we, we help them, you know, whatever, with whatever it is that they're, you know, needing help with, obviously we're fixing things. Um, but, you know, obviously we, we just went through COVID and a lot of people had issues with mm-hmm. paying their rent. So we got in and, and helped them, you know, fill up paperwork and, and, you know, go down that, that path, you know, again, just, just really trying to serve them and solve anything that we possibly can to, to make their lives better. That's really what, you know, what we're trying to accomplish in, in all of our communities. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting when you started out, I thought, well, that's kind of semantics. That's kind of nomenclature spin. You know, we're not property managers, we're member service, you know, coordinators. Mm-hmm. But as you went along and you were describing the examples, especially during COVID when people were struggling maybe to pay the rent or to take care of their families, uh, it did maybe give a guidepost to a different dynamic. It sounds mm-hmm. like that we yeah, weren't there to manage the property. Yep. You know, we were there to serve our our members, exactly, our neighbors. Exactly. And we and we look for that. And 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 again, big on going through and establishing our core values. When we started those companies, we went through and established our core values, and that's actually where the name came from. Significant. Um, it it we we. The first core value is uh, find significance. So we want everyone to feel significant in every interaction that we that we have with them. So um, we're trying to find and provide that significance to everyone with the, every interaction. So we thought again, that's that was number one. That was our our most important thing. And we thought, you know, that's a great name for our company, right? We'll name ourselves Significant. So we started laying out the logo, and I was using a scripted font to to you know, lay this all out. And all I could see was, I can't at the end, you know, significant. So I was like, well, that doesn't sound right. You know, let's get rid of that. So, so got rid of the T. So now we're, we're, I can, so it's significant. Again, that is our, our first top core value. That's our priority. We're trying to make sure that everyone feels like they belong, feels like they have significance. And again, it's not this, you know, landlord tenant dynamic where, you know, whatever I tell you is what you do. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's the end of it. So, well, maybe we can connect the dots and circle back to the digital transformation piece, mm-hmm. because I oftentimes I think we think of the digital transformation of a company as streamlining the operations part. Uh, how has digital sort of supplemented or enabled this more service oriented side of the business, not mm-hmm. just the operations side? I mean, I think you're 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 spot on with 
you know, optimizing the business because a lot of it is about trying to eliminate as much of the waste, you know, wasted time, wasted energy, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're doing these activities that aren't necessarily needed to be able to accomplish whatever your, you know, whatever your outcome is supposed to be. When, when we started Significant, and, and I should also say too, we also hired a mentor who had these, these values and these, these processes in place over the course of 20 years. And we've kind of taken those ideals and you know, brought it into our way of doing things. With the, the digital transformation company, we're able to basically evaluate how people are flowing through that, that process. And wherever there's friction, you know, that's where we say, hey, you know, how, how else can we do this, right? As the membership coordinator, I should be able to do this so that I can have this outcome, right? We instill that in all of our people so that they're always asking that. They're always innovating. They're always on the lookout for things that may not be running correctly or maybe causing that friction at some point, whether it be for them or if maybe it's for a member, you know, we're always trying to, you know, sort of stomp out or change that process if it's, it's creating issues for anyone anywhere in that process. Well, I was thinking about the way you have combined and overlapped these businesses along with the podcast. I mean, if we even just start there, because you had this technique you were describing about fill in the blank of this statement or this purpose. Has being a podcaster made you a better questioner, better listener? And have you learned from those wicked smart other people better ways to listen and ask questions? Without a doubt. I mean, if you look at the people that we're interviewing, I mean, obviously you're going to pick up information from them, right? But just the the repetitive process of, you know, always going in and asking questions and and listening to what people are saying and how to direct that to you know, other focuses, it's practice. It's practice for everyday communication, basically. So I would absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of benefits to having a podcast, but at its very core, you know, you are learning to become a, a better communicator. You know, every, every, every episode's, you know, more practice. Um, you know, who knows what's going to come up. And obviously there's, there's different structures and all of that. I, I have a, a podcast very similar to this where, you know, it's very conversational. So, you know, where, wherever it goes, that's where it goes. And, you know, you're just trying to, to extract as much information as you possibly can. So, so yeah, I think, I think that having the podcast definitely filters in, you know, into everything that, that anyone does in life, you know, again, the communication is key. Obviously you're communicating with everyone, you know, every day. I think that the podcast definitely excels that, but then more on a specific level, it's having the podcast has allowed me to reach and connect to people that I would have never been able to connect with. Mm, so, so true. So, true. you know, it's, it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful tool to be able to get, you know, get in front of, you know, someone, whether that be to learn from them or, you know, even if you have, you know, some type of a business or something like that, that you think that that person could benefit from, you know, a podcast is a great icebreaker, if you will, to be able to get in front of that, that particular person. So. Um, and what about the other side of the microphone then, the guests? I think a lot of people listening to my program uh, here would say, hey, I'd love to have a podcast sometime, but it, it's maybe it's more commitment that I can take on, but I would love to guest you know, I'm an author, I'm a songwriter, I'm a restaurateur, you know, somebody who would, could benefit from being on shows. What yeah. makes a good guest from your standpoint? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, obviously for us, 
it's always focused on business, right? So the more the more success that you've had in business, the better. Uh, the more chances that you've taken, and again, failures that you've had, I feel like that's a better, more well-rounded person. Like if you've, again, if you smile, only... somebody listening would say, "Wait, you want me to go on a show and tell about my my uh, failures, my shortcomings, and my losses?" Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where again, that's where all the learnings happen, right? I mean, that's where that's where the magic really is. Is you know, we tried this and it failed miserably as long as no one dies, it's, it's not that big of a deal, you know, just learn from that and then, then move on, make your tweaks and, and uh, continue on your way. And, you know, even if the company fails completely, um, you still learned along the way of things, you know, not what not to do. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I completely, I, I love when people come on and, and talk about, you know, some of the things that didn't work for them. And then, of course, you know, the, those people are going to also have the successes. And then, and then we get into that as well. So, yeah, well, because it's always here's the mistakes I made and the lessons I learned from them. Yep. Yeah, yep. that maybe uh, turned it around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listeners, my guest is Matt Shields. He's the host of a great podcast called Pass the Secret Sauce. But he's also the founder and CEO of two great companies, Virtus Technologies and Significant LC. So Matt, uh, you're living and working in Akron, Ohio, and you know we have a global podcast here, and we always claim to go around the world to find the best ideas, and here we are in Akron, Ohio. So uh, burst a bubble for us. Uh, correct a misconception that some of us might have about uh, building a business and building a uh, you know, life in Akron, Ohio. Wow. Another good question. So Akron is, it's a smaller, so, so Akron's just south of Cleveland, Ohio, and Cleveland, Ohio gets a bad rap, you know, it has for years. Cleveland is a fantastic area. I mean, the cost of living is is very, very affordable here. The, the people are amazing, great work ethic, just really, really good, 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 good hearts here, I guess you can say. And Akron's just sort of a smaller version of that. It's about a half hour or so south of Cleveland, uh, home of LeBron James. You know, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's heard of him, obviously. Uh, but I think one of the things that people don't necessarily recognize about Akron is that it's a city where there's, a, you know, a very, very diverse uh, number of, of different types of people, right? So you've got a lot of ethnicities and different pockets of different um, ethnic groups here, and they all sort of, you know, melt together, you know, right in the middle, which is kind of where I'm at right now is, is in the office, which is kind of right in the center of that, that melting pot. So it's, it's a great way to be able to get a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different life views from, from different people. Everybody has their own, their own path that they've, that they've walked to, to get to this point. It's, it's, it's been, you know, really, really good. Like if, if you go to someplace like, like San Francisco, right, everybody's in the tech scene and it's, you know, the same thing, everybody's trying to do basically the, you know, the same thing uh, here. It's, it's sort of all over the board. There's, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of different people, you know, doing different things, focusing on different things. So, so it's cool. And what about uh, what's in the future for you, Matt, in terms of looking over the horizon, building and capitalizing on new ideas and maybe pulling ideas forward that you've had from some of your guests. But uh, what are you working on now and where do you see it going? Yeah, yeah. So we actually just, I mean, in the media future, we just won another pretty large complex uh, down in Atlanta about a week ago or so. So we're working on closing that. And then we have a training program that we're going to be working on, which basically teaches 
people the, the beginning levels of investing in multifamily real estate. Uh, a lot of that revolves around vocabulary, right? Again, being a better communicator, if you understand what people are talking about in any given situation about a specific topic, if you can understand the vocabulary and you can you know, recite that vocabulary back, it creates a situation where, again, you're, you're going to be much, much more able to be successful in whatever that, that focus is. So our focus is obviously multifamily real estate. So there is a, a training section to this. And then we also have a deal room so that if you are looking to move into a, a new area, you're an investor and you want to start investing in a new city, maybe you don't have any connections there or anything like that, we're, we're going to be the connector that's going to help bring those types of people together. And you know, this is sort of all across the board. You know, If you need contractors, if you need if you're looking for boots on the ground, if you're looking for anything, or, or maybe you're even interested in investing in specific areas, we can help make that connection to people that are actively looking for deals or doing deals in different areas as well. So, uh, so those are a few things. And then we, like like I mentioned earlier, we're, we're also going to create the synopsis of, you know, a lot of these frameworks and the learnings from secret sauce uh, as well. So well, it's going to be terrific to see them all together. And, you know, Matt, on our show, we're often, you know, certainly about the confidence to get your work in the world, but also the connections. Are, are you looking and thinking about any new connections you want to make, especially as we move into the new year? I'm, I'm always looking for, you know, to connect to, you know, other interesting people, people that are, like, I always like to say, if you're trying to change the world in your own way, no matter what that is, I'd love to be able to, to connect with you and, and talk with you. I, I just love being around people that are, again, they have that drive and they have that ambition to be able to make an impact in, again, whatever their focus is. I'd love to be able to connect with with anyone who's filling those shoes. Perfect. And what's the best place to find you and follow your work and connect with you? So I'm terrible at social. I do try to be active on Instagram and it's just Matthew Shields at Matthew Shields uh, on Instagram. That's probably the, the best one. LinkedIn, I'm very, very active on there. Again, that's that's Matt Shields as well. Those are probably the two best places to, to be able to connect. Wonderful. Well, we'll put all those in the show notes. And I couldn't help but notice as we were talking about connections, we didn't even know each other, what, 18 months ago, maybe. Yeah. I look on LinkedIn, we have 25 mutual friends. We follow each other's work. We know each other's friends and contacts and neighbors. And I think listeners, this is the idea that you know, it could start with one conversation. It could start with one coffee and then who knows where it goes from there, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's all, again, it's all about connecting and, and talking to as many people as possible. Yeah, love it. Well, listeners, take advantage of Matt's insight and experience and also listen to the podcast, Pass the Secret Sauce. You can also listen online at his website, PassTheSecretSauce.com. Well, thanks so much for being on the program, Matt. Great catching up with you. Mark, great, great being here. Thanks for having me. And listeners, come back for our next show. We're going to continue our around-the-world journey. We've stamped our passports from Akron to Johannesburg to Paris to San Francisco and Buenos Aires and Vietnam. So we've gone all over the world looking for these creative practitioners who can give us insight into these frameworks. And that's what we're all about. So come back and we'll continue unlocking your world of creativity. See you next time. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love.
If you like our podcast, here's another show you might like. Turmeric and Tequila with Kristen Olsen. Questioning a better way. One gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Authentic. Aware. Influential. And grateful. Look for and follow Turmeric and Tequila.